A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome everybody to Cutscene Saga, the podcast where we dissect and discuss the stories in video games. We are kind of like a book club. Each month we pick a video game and gather some friends to talk about it. This month I'm joined by my good friend... Shastra Deer. Welcome Shastra. Thank um, you for having me. No, thank you for coming on. It's really great to have you here. I've been looking forward to recording with you. Yeah, likewise. Yeah. Um, so Shastra, tell us what game we're talking about today. We're talking about Final Fantasy Fifteen. Yes, we are. And can you give us a little bit of background? Why would I have chosen you to come on the podcast and talk about this? Uh, Joe and I first met, I think, when I was full scale into my obsession with Final Fantasy XV. Yeah. I have a tattoo of Noctis. Um, I am just very <laughs> invested in this game, uh, probably not for the best reason. <laughs> it, it, it is a beautiful tattoo. Oh, thank you. We'll, we'll, we'll post a picture on, on Facebook for people beautiful. to see. Thank you. But, um, yeah, I love this game. I was playing this game obsessively from between 8 to 14 hours a day when I had holidays before I worked a full-time job and my soul died. And it's it means a lot to me. I think, um, I, think I played Final Fantasy when I was coming up on a really tough time in my life and it gave me four friends to hang out with. That's really sweet. That's I like that. That's why I love Final Fantasy Fifteen. Yeah, good. Excellent. <laughs> I can get on board with that. <laughs> so we're going to get to know you a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us, Shastra, in case we don't already know, what is your all-time favorite game? Okay, I'm not going to say Final You're Fantasy Fifteen okay. because we can talk about that later. Um, I thought really hard about this so I could give you one game, and I think I'm going to say Shadow Hearts. Okay. Uh, this was this really old RPG that came out I think in 2001 it was the first RPG I ever played it had the unfortunate fate of coming out a week before Final Fantasy 10 and that just tanked anything it could have ever hoped for but it's uh, set in 1913 and it's this weird kind of secret history of mysticism in China and Europe right before World War One and it's a really odd strange spooky game with ghosts and shit and it's really really good that sounds really cool. And that kind of introduced me to the genre. And right. I guess I'm still now, even now, kind of every time I play an RPG, it's like, oh, I'll compare it to Shadow Hearts. And normally <laughs> normally they'll win out just because Shadow Hearts kind of has terrible, <laughs> terrible graphics, terrible battle system. But it's the story was what was really important. So yeah. that's always the best thing for me. Yeah. Well, you're on the right podcast then. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so... um. Which story game kind of affected you the most in an emotional or a sort of a cerebral way? I will say Final Fantasy XV now. Um, I Okay, so I started playing Final Fantasy XV when I got some really, really good news about my career. 
which was great. But I suddenly felt like I had a ton of responsibility, a lot of anxiety around the responsibility I now had. And I started playing this game about a young prince who had a ton of responsibility and a lot of anxiety around the responsibility that he now had and was loved and supported and cared for by his friends. And I think it helped me let myself be loved and cared for and supported. And so on that level, like that emotional level, Final Fantasy 15 is really, really a big deal to me. But it also kind of harks back to the stories I really love, like legends. Final Fantasy 15 reminds me a lot of um, kind of Arthurian legend and the Fisher King and, you know, Arthur and that idea of what good is. And yeah, so it's, I don't know, I'm into it. Yeah. Is that a good answer? Yeah, that, that's it. That's a good answer. <laughs> um, and we've already talked about my last question, which is why why we want to talk about Final Fantasy 15. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll dive straight into it. So in today's episode, we're kind of talking about the, the setting of Final Fantasy 15. We're talking about the world building. We're talking about um, kind of this whole setting experience that's mm-hmm. been built. Like as a kind of a general rundown, it's set on an Earth-like planet. Yep. Yep. Um, a very small one with just two continents <laughs> and some islands, but it's still Earth-like. Yep, it's Earth-like <laughs> in that humans live there. Yeah. And yep. Um, and so there's these what there's four countries on this planet, I think. Yeah. Yes. Um, so there's Lucius, which is your main kingdom where you are from. Um, there's the Empire, which is Niflheim. <laughs> ah, what a name. <laughs> um, and then there's Accordo and there's Tenebrae as well. Sure. Yes. And so we kind of have this kind of political background, I guess, to the whole game. We have this, um, you know, you are the prince. You are dealing with um, kind of the political ramifications of this invasion. Um and I, th- I guess I think that makes like a really good backdrop for you to then have, like you were talking about, it's this all this responsibility is piled on him and that scene is set by this massive invasion. But really what we're doing is we're focusing down just into these four characters. Definitely. And I think the fact that you've brought up the political element is really important because this is a political game. It's about kings, it's about war, but you don't, in my opinion, you don't really see that translated really well into <laughs> into the rest of the world building like you don't really see people talking about you know the ramifications of this even NPCs you know when you're walking past them you don't really get I don't know did you find that as well yeah I, I think be- because when sort of toward towards the beginning of the game there's this whole like invasion by yeah. the empire mm-hmm. but then also you're kind of just on a road trip like yeah yeah the invasion doesn't like, people are just continuing to live their lives. People are just, um, you know, like, Cindy's still just running her... Her garage. Her garage. Having an okay time. Yeah. Um, have you watched the Kingsglaive movie? I haven't, no. So, and this is one of, I think, the problems <laughs> of this game that we can talk about in a few weeks, but there's so many additional things you kind of have to <laughs> engage with before you get the full picture of what's going on. But Kingsglaive was a, a film that they did, which is kind of... I guess a, a prequel or running at the same time that the start of the game is and it covers what's happening in the Crown City while you're 
setting off on your road trip. And in that, it's I only watched that <laughs> way later than I should have because I didn't know I was meant to watch it. But it's you have these refugees who are part of an army. They've been displaced. They're only part of the army because they have nowhere else to go. There's a lot of like really, really deep politics in there. The war more or less breaks out because these people feel like their homeland has been ceded. And then <laughs> you start playing the game and that disappears <laughs> entirely. Yeah. yeah, it's really odd. It's like the the tone of when you begin playing mm-hmm. is very different to to the kind of thing you're describing. Like yeah. you're just, it's very relaxed. It's very, you know, like the most pressing thing when you start is getting crafting materials and finding somewhere mm-hmm. to set up your camp. Yeah, like get some money so we can buy some food. Yeah. And that's, that's it. Yeah, yep. getting your car fixed. There's no... Yeah, it doesn't feel as as urgent as maybe it should. I think that's, and this is the thing with, I've been trying to think of the perfect way to play Final Fantasy XV with all the additional material that it has. And I think when you, when you watch it in retrospect, there's that beautiful scene at the start where your dad is sending you off into the world and it's the music is beautiful and when it swells, you know, he says... Once you set forth, you cannot turn back. And you don't really take that seriously because then it's cheery and you go and have a fun time. And, you know, at the end of the chapter, you find out that your homeland has been destroyed entirely. And that's when the urgency starts. Yeah. But then it doesn't (laughs) carry through (laughs) for very long. Like it's, yeah, there's a lot of tonal problems, I Mm. think, in especially in the early part of the game. There's a lot of issues matching that up with... I don't know whether the, the people who made Kingsglaive and the people who made Final Fantasy XV actually spoke to each other. I'm just... I'm not sure. Like, yeah. Like they just had a list of objectives yeah. they needed to do with the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, one of the things I really love about this game, which you really, I feel, you don't see very often is that it is, it's high fantasy, it's magic, it's swords, but it's also guns and sports cars and um, power plants, that, you know, like all of these things that you just, like you hardly ever will get those two kind of settings in one. I um, The tagline they've been using for this game from the very start, back when it was still in production hell in like, Oh, 2006 I think development started on this game when it was yeah. very different it was part of the Final Fantasy 13 universe but what they kept saying was this was a fantasy based on reality so in all of the you know trailers and promotional material there were the sports cars I think you can I think there's an actual real life car that's the star of Lucius it's Noctis's really yeah oh my god birth, 18th birthday car that you can maybe buy in real life a car company made this car anyway <laughs> Can you upgrade it to be a four-wheel drive? I, I like, don't. Like a monster truck sports car? I don't think they have that patch in real life. I'm sorry. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that idea of a fantasy based on reality and how those function together. And you look at, like, the I guess at least in Insomnia, where Noctis lives, it's pretty much our world. You have a cell phone. He has really good reception because you can get a phone call pretty much. Yep, in the dungeon does. that's 100 levels deep, yeah. you'll still get Sid it's giving you a call. <laughs> especially during wartime. Yeah. Like. yeah, it's great. It's So whatever network system like Lucius is on, sign me the fuck up, yeah. like honestly. <laughs> Can I change my contract? <laughs> but um, 
I think, and because, I guess because magic is kind of restricted to the royal line as well, like it's not something like that the everyday person would sure. really see. So that's, I don't know, that's interesting. And I, I wish, I guess I wish that the game kind of delved into that a little bit more. I'd like to see more. I, can I like talk about something? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going in a different direction. No, that's right. But we do that a lot on this show. One of my problems, probably my biggest problem actually with this game is how they deal with religion. Like you look at, so I guess Final Fantasy X, there's a, there's a system of religion in that game and one of the main conflicts is religion versus new technology. Sure. Um, Final Fantasy XII, you have this political upheaval. It's, you know, there are elements of that storyline which are very similar to this one. But you still have these gods and people are still in awe of them. And then in Final Fantasy XV, you have these literal, like, actual gods that exist in the world. And yeah. everyone seems to be aware that they're there, that they exist and they are around. But no one really cares. Like, no one, no one kind of bats an eye about this. Yeah, and, and no that's, one that's not how humans work. Yeah, like, I would have... I swear that I saw on one of the loading screens, you know how they have the little info tips? Yep. And there was something about, like, people who worshipped Titan, who's the first summon, I guess, you get in this game. And I've never seen it again, and I think my brain might have just made it up. So if you if you have seen that, please email in and let me know <laughs> that it was real because I'm very invested. But it's, you know, even... even if there's no disbelief either. Like, I'm just... There's yep. no disbelief in magic. There's no disbelief in it. Like it's very, it's underdeveloped. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can see exactly what you mean. It's like there's this, this thing that should, yeah, it should either be everybody's in awe of it or everybody's scared of it or pe- yeah, people need to have some reaction to it. But yeah. they're kind of, it's like it's like cooking. Like it's just a thing that exists. Definitely, and there are systems of belief where that's a thing. Like you kind of just acknowledge, oh yeah, there's you know, a ghost upstairs and it's fine. But there's no, like, there's not even anything like yeah. that. There's just this complete disconnect yeah. between the people and all of the, like, and everything else in the game, <laughs> like the politics, the religion, there's... Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's... Yeah, there's no... The, the characters aren't passionate about it. Yeah. In any way. Yeah. 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 Especially when, like, as, as you say, magic is not something the characters would encounter often. Mm-hmm. It's something that is restricted only to these elite few it should then be a shock when they see magic being used or a surprise or, yeah. you know. Yeah, like, you know, when you get a Imperial dropship and some Magitech soldiers, just we should talk about Magitech as well. Yeah, we but, should. <laughs> these soldiers will just drop down from the sky and you'll have some cars that are stopped around you because they're trying to drive. And then you'll just be doing what you do and, you know, destroying them all. And no one, but then they just yeah. keep driving. Just no keep one driving. cares. Like, yeah, there's no like one cares about anything. <laughs> The prince of your country just teleported around the place mm-hmm. and they just don't really yeah. don't really give a damn. Like, okay, cool. I got places to be. I got to get to the garage <laughs> before, the, before night falls. The one garage. <laughs> so you mentioned Magitech. Tell us about Magitech. Yes. Um, so Magitech is the technology used by the Empire, Niflheim. And Niflheim's technology isn't, from what you see, it isn't kind of advanced, I'm using finger quotes here, to the same level that Lucius's is, is like, they seem to kind of invest everything in these big airships and these robot-looking things that end up not being robots. And 
it's unsettling and weird and it's based on like this magic technology is meant to be based on this ancient civilization of Solheim you know have you ever seen while you were running around for hours because we all ran around for hours not fulfilling the main quest line yeah we did (laughs) you know at night how there are some ruins that kind of light up yeah yeah Yeah, so that's those are Solheim ruins and Solheim was a was that similar they'd been blessed by fire and they started building all these things and right. yeah so that's meant to be the technology that the empire is based on but again you don't really get I, any of that I, law in the game i <laughs> like, did not know that until yeah. you just told me that i think i had to read that on the wiki like in my long hours of reading things on the wiki to find out what this game is about bless so. the wiki yeah god thank yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so it's like the it's like they've tried to build up a law around this thing, but that it doesn't actually translate into... Like, I kind of just saw it. Like, you know, you say Magitech, which, you know, magic technology. I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, it's just technology. Like, it's just... Um, they're just mechs, basically. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I guess the magic element. It's not even magic, actually, the Magitech. Because no. it's genetically cloned fetus embryos who are turned into do you know about this no this sounds really (laughs) horrifying (laughs) this is revealed in this was kind of revealed in the main game but not really touched on in any you know that scene towards the towards the end of the game where prompto disappears and Mm. then he comes back and he's like actually i'm a magitech soldier and then no one reacts in any discernible way (laughs) they're like cool prompto glad you're back and that's buddy that's it uh, so it turns out that the Empire, to make these Magitech soldiers, they're made from human embryos, which are filled with plasmodium, which is the stuff that turns people into the demons that you fight at nighttime. Yep. So there's like a soul in each one of those robot dudes you oh killed. Good. Yeah, and that's why they kind of scream when you hit off their armor because they're allergic to the sunlight like all demons. And That's horrifying. Yeah, so you find that out in a DLC. <laughs> just element. casually. Yeah, just... By the way. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's awful. Yeah, so that's still not magic. That's just yeah. science. Yeah. Which is, you know... And so even the magic that Noct uses, um, you c- it's kind of harvested off of trees and you bottle it. You know, it's still very... Um, kind of procedural it's like crafting it's like there's not a lot of mystery to it it's kind of just um yeah like it feels like you could be making potions or you do you know what i mean like anything else that isn't magic yeah it just i guess the because what if you haven't played the game you shouldn't be listening to this and you should play the game but what noctis does is yeah pulls the energy out from the elements and then can refine it in whatever way he chooses. The magic's... I don't know. Did you use magic in this game? It's, like, not... Not a lot. I think... Because you throw a fireball and then you just set yourself on fire. Yeah. (laughs) I think if if it was, like, there was an enemy that it was telling me you desperately needed to use lightning against, I might quickly open the menu and make some lightning. But But you'd rather just use the weapon that's imbued with lightning and hit them. Exactly. It's, like, it's not a great magic system in this game. Um, unless you count, of course, Noctis's ability to warp and kind of teleport places, which yep. is very fun and very, like, an excellent thing that the battle system has you do. But yeah. it's not really, like, apart from that, the elemental stuff that you're used to seeing in a Final Fantasy game isn't really, you know, you cannot use it for the entire game. 
and yeah. play the game very comfortably. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like the the whole warping around thing felt very much in service to the the gameplay, the battle, rather yes. than to the story. Like, yes. it's not really touched on other than when you're fighting, you can teleport around. Yeah, and that's, it's a shame because you can, if you actually watch the animations, you can see that when Noctis has kind of done a lot of warping and floating around and doing things, he's exhausted by the end of it. Like, he's actually, when your mana runs out, you're kind of staggering around whenever sure. you try to warp. Um in that same vein, whenever Noctis manages to summon an, an astral, as they're called in this game, he, it's, it obviously, like, you have to look at him to see that it's, you know, he's kind of not very happy about the situation. And I think those elements, there's, there's this running joke in the game that Noctis is always sleepy, like, he's sleeping all the time. And he's, he's really tired because he has to use magic all the time. And, it's not really explored in the story, so we don't care <laughs> and kind of wonder why he's sleepy all the time. Like, there's a lot of things that when you actually go and read the wiki or read, you know, the little bits of info that are tucked away in the menu, you find out, okay, so this actually affects Noctis in a really tangible way and is part yep. of why he's so irritable all the time. But we, it's not really, unless you're sitting there, you know, watching animations which obviously I was doing but this was after I went and read the law you're not gonna get that information really yeah I and think it particularly with that like he's getting exhausted by using magic they could have had a really cool tangible effect on gameplay you yeah. know they could have utilized that in a way that kind of draws your attention to it and makes you have to deal with it but instead it's sort of just an animation yes. work. yeah the only time it's kind of apparent is when he's having those headaches when Titan, the first astral, is trying to communicate with him. So, you know, we're talking about um, this kind of codified magic system with these uh, vials of elements. Mm -hmm. But the other part of the game that feels quite magical and does kind of have quite a big effect both on story and gameplay is these magical weapons you yeah. acquire, um, which... Like, I, I love these weapons. I think it's a really cool system. Um, but I, I often find myself not really using them that much because of the whole health draining aspect of them. Yeah. So the weapons that are part of Noctis's family line. And I think, to my knowledge, people only use these weapons because when you equip them, they, like, affect your stats in cool ways. Yep. And that was the only time I ever used any of those <laughs> weapons at all. Um, I tried using the trident, which you get from Luna Freya once she dies. Sorry. Um, <laughs> That's okay. We have a standing spoiler warning okay, on the show. Good. I'm sorry, Luna. Um, but I just, yeah, like the health draining aspect is, and again, it's like everything is just, every bit of Noctis's like magic power is just trying to kill him. Yeah. And that's the, there's this idea of responsibility, right? Where Noctis is, you know, been gifted this great power with the knowledge that it's going to kill him. Like you see his father who's aged very prematurely. If you, um, there are, there's so much lore, honestly, in the early trailers for this game as well. Like you can, there's a lot there which we can talk about at some point. It's really weird. Sure. But there's a lot of info <laughs> in the trailers that doesn't make it to the main game for whatever reason. But um, yeah, Noctis's dad has aged really prematurely. If you watch the, the Brotherhood anime that kind of slots in 
in the early chapters of the game, you find out that he's had to start using a cane because he's really, his health is deteriorating. He knows that he's not able to fight this war that's on the horizon, which is why he kind of seeds and does what he needs to do. And Noctis is seeing all this and he's experiencing this awful tiredness. He's dealing with these weapons that, yeah, drain his health whenever he tries to use them. And his his legacy is this pain. Like, yeah. it's, it's really, I don't know. It's I And I feel like it's there. You can read it. And mm. obviously it can be read. And I've read it. I'm sure you would read it if <laughs> you watched the entire <laughs> <Yeah>. anime <laughs> and played the whole game. But it's not... And I don't think it necessarily needs to be, you know, completely bashed into you to death, but it's, I feel like people miss so many sure, of yeah. the little things in this story that really, I remember, Joe, when we first started, I think when you started playing this game and I was still a bit early on mm. in it, and we talked about how ungrateful Noctis was all the time. Like his friends would yeah. do things for him and be really nice and Noctis would be cranky and grumpy yeah. and we were kind of like, oh, he's really not very nice, is he? But he's he's exhausted. Yeah. He's dealing with a whole lot, probably PTSD and he's still injured. You can see in his walk cycle whenever you try to sprint, he's, you know, when you oh, get he to does. the end he has of a the little, start, he has, he has a little hop. Yeah, yeah, because his knee is still messed up from an attempt on his life in his childhood. And there are a lot of reasons why Noctis could be grumpy. And yeah. I wish I wish the game kind of was ki- not kinder to him in terms of what happens to him, but was kinder in its telling yeah. of his story. Yeah, because if you don't know any of those things, then he does. He looks like an asshole. Like yeah. Ignis cooks him an, a delicious meal and he's grumpy because it's not his favourite meal. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. So uh, granted, there's the stinky tofu, and if you if you cook that, everyone is unhappy about it. So like that's valid. But every other time, like, come on, my dude, come on. Yeah, exactly. Get with it. <laughs> well, it's a very um, kind of. It feels like it, like a, almost a superhero plot line. That whole you have this great power, but it will drain you, and it will kill you, and mm-hmm. it will yeah. Um, and it's like, sure, he has this great quest to go on, but also a lot of the time he kind of. Like, he's doing other things. <laughs> like, he's using this great magical power that kills him to, like, get a new chocobo or, yep. yeah. Yep, or to kill some monsters for money or to, you know, fetch some frogs, maybe. <laughs> like, Good old fetch quest. Yeah, I think there's a lot of... I don't know, because it's... There are a lot of fetch quests in this game and they're uh, pretty uncreative a lot yeah. of the time. Um but I felt like I still liked doing them because I ended up caring about the character that gave sure. me the fetch. Like, I wanted to help. Yep. And I think you have this prince of your nation and he's, like, giving you a frog and I wish more people would be kind of like, oh, thank you, Noctis, yeah. instead of, like, Go get me more frogs. <laughs> you know? Like, this is the prince. Like, he's got other shit to be doing, but yeah. he's chosen to help you. But And we've talked about this before as well, how weird it is and I think it's even weirder if you've watched the Kingsglaive movie and seen what a beautiful city insomnia is like the crown city of insomnia I think it's in design it's meant to be based on um Tokyo or Shinjuku that particular area um fantasy based on reality and so you've you know experienced the crown city through the film and then you come out into this wasteland and it is a wasteland like there are 
barely any outposts. There are two two cities. Yeah. There's the yeah. one both on the coast. And it like this wasteland starts like not even a mile from the city. Yeah. It's like it's just Yeah, and then it, it, it is like you start the game with them pushing their car through mm-hmm. this wasteland. And it is, there's nothing there. Yeah. And then suddenly there's the there's Cindy's garage, this beacon of of light. <laughs> Yeah, and then there's just another little, like, it's really, it's really weird to me that the boys themselves don't comment on that more, that this is our country, like, this is our nation, this is still under the flag of Lucius, and what's out here, like, how are these people living, and I think that might kind of feed into how Noctis is treated by other people, because they do the people who are living out here know their king do they yeah. know the prince yeah. like it's, it's like it's like that scene in in holy grail when he's like i am your king and they're like we don't have a king what are you talking about yeah like <laughs> just noctis did kind of get elected by some what is it a watery what's the quote from holy oh, grail? Uh, uh, i can't remember some uh, watery hag handing <laughs> out swords <laughs> like, or yeah. something yeah that's pretty much how it happens but there's this real disconnect with initially, initially with Noctis and his people, and I think the thing with the fetch quest that's really nice is that Noctis connects with his people, and this this is who he's serving, you know. Yeah. And that's really nice, but it's just really weird to me that it's not a thing like a thing that's really commented on in the game that we live that Noctis and his crew lives with so much or lived with so much, and now is out here with yeah. nothing and seeing that other people live with so little it's really and that's one of the politics things i think that just doesn't translate yeah because yeah, it, yeah it's very much like like you can see through that that the that the crown only cares about insomnia and that the rest of the kingdom can yeah can i don't it. i i'm very fond of regis who's noctis's father so i wouldn't say it's not caring but i think it's that idea of not being able to protect anymore given his health is has degraded so much but it's it's still really like the war that they're fighting seems to be very much to protect the crown city and not the people outside it like when there's a peace treaty in this game so the game (laughs) game starts out with Noctis heading off to get married as part of this peace treaty but the other part of the peace treaty is that uh, King Regis has to give up everything except for i think the crown city of insomnia so the rest of lucius becomes niflheim territory sure and a lot of people are upset about that more so in the movie because in the game no one cares about anything um and it's yeah so it's it's just really odd to me that disconnect is odd and people talk about the royals but it's not in a kind of I don't know, the way some people talk about royals <laughs> yeah. here in Australia. Like, it's it's a very disconnected kind of relationship. Yeah. And, you know, you have all these imperial blockades kind of come up in the first half of the game. People are just kind of like, oh, that's kind of frustrating. <laughs> that's, that's it. Like, oh, I can't drive to th- I can't drive to the gas station. <laughs> what am I meant to do this weekend? <laughs> and that's so, like... Like, obviously there <laughs> to stop you from progressing yeah. in the game any further than you should. Mm-hmm. But, like, they've come up with this kind of vague, convoluted story reason for it. Yeah. I don't even remember why the the stop point ended up opening. Like, 
I think I killed a dude. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, probably. Oh, there, there was a mech, I think. Probably. There are so I many mechs. There's so many mechs. Yeah. I mean, look, I like mechs, but... So many. So many mechs. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking a lot about other stories that are similar to this one. When I think about this game, I think a lot about Final Fantasy Twelve, which, again, has... It's a lot about, you know, kings, princesses, um, the seeding of power, and there's a lot of political intrigue to that game that I think is done reasonably well for a video game that's not focused specifically on that. And I think <laughs> I um, the remaster for 12 came out quite not really recently, but it came out and I was playing that and that kind of revealed a lot of the faults of 15 to me. Sure. But I think, I think this game is very archetypal. Like it's very – the main thing is there is a prophecy. <laughs> that's, that's kind of the, the starting point of this game you know there's a king and it's very it's, much it's, it's a very high fantasy way of going about things isn't yeah it? it is and it's it's not it's nice because it's familiar as well like it's the familiarity of it is probably why i enjoy it so much but it um do you know about the fisher king legend one of the arthurian uh, I, I, I've heard yeah the, the name said but there's tell us about it there's enough kind of points of reference that you can draw in to compare the two because there's there's different versions of the legend but in one it's one of the grail legends so it's um normally there's a wounded king and a fisher king and the wounded king can only stay in his castle because he's wounded and the fisher king can't do anything so he just fishes his days away (laughs) and they live in this wasteland and it's kind of this um allegory for you know the Fisher King not living, not reproducing, not really doing anything with his life. And then along comes Percival, who's meant to, you know, release the grail and everything's meant to be good and shiny and great. And there's a failure. Percival's failure is that of saying the right words. And I think Noctis is interesting because he's obviously the Fisher King, but so much of Noctis's problems in this game <laughs> is because of a failure to say the right words he's sure. always kind of he's he's always he's he's always withdrawing in and yeah. kind of isolating himself yeah. in that way and it's it's very sad and hard for me to see but um i think it's it's those elements of wasteland of you know this idea of kings and of what sacrifices you need to make to recover that and this I don't know, Final Fantasy XV is interesting to me because it's one of the... I'm not going to say the first, but after a long line of Final Fantasies which have been about subverting fate, like in ten, you... Sorry to spoil other Final Fantasies, (laughs) but you should have played them all by now. But in ten, your your main character does die, but you've subverted the fate of of the character, the other character who was meant to die, Yuna. Um, In twelve, it's there's less of a big deal around it but it's still that idea of subverting this destiny that's been set out for us 13 i think one of the sound like soundtrack titles in there is something like defiers of fate like it's really about you know changing things and in final fantasy 15 it's just kind of there is a prophecy and it must be fulfilled go do it go do the prophecy Yeah. yeah and it's and i think we can talk about this later in a few weeks but there's Suddenly, with episode Ignis, <laughs> there was this alternate ending that was introduced out of nowhere because a lot of people were upset. Yeah, 
by how the game ended. And if you look at the planned DLC they had, which didn't come to pass, um, there was this kind of new true ending they wanted to do as well where things would be good because a lot of people were upset sure, the yeah. way this game ended. But I think there's something really powerful in this idea of this story where, you know, in the end all you kind of hope is that your dad's proud of you and that's that's, that's so sweet yeah yeah i love noctis yeah me too yeah well i think that's probably a really good segue so next week we're going to be talking about the plot we're going to talk mm-hmm. specifically about the story um so i think we'll wrap up today's episode here yeah. um i hope you'll join us again next week if you want to uh, keep up with us, see some photos, see some updates, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Cutscene Saga. Um, or if you want to speak to us at length, you can email us, cutscenesaga at gmail.com, and we will read and reply to you. Thank you, as always, to our great producer, Zane C. Weber, and That's Not Canon Productions. And we'll see you all next week. See you next week. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.